Right on the set, goddammit. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Dodson. Yum, yum. <laughs> You're listening to Still Talking With. Hey, hey, welcome to another awesome episode of Still Token With. This week, we are still token with Alicia Elaine. We're going to talk to her about her journey from film production, her battle with cancer, how she decided to take the path of keto for cancer. We're going to dig into CBD oils, minerals. It's a very inspirational story. And also, we may get a chance to talk to her about the love of her life. John Schneider, you may know him, a little show called Dukes of Hazard. It's a very exciting episode coming at you right now. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Oh. Raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. 
Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Helps if I'm not on mute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, here we are. Welcome to Still Token With, and we have awesome show scheduled for you today. But as always, Benjamin, how's it going, my friend? It's going, it's going. How are you? Doing fine. Jeffrey. Hey, hey, hey. How's everybody doing out there? What's today? Today's uh, March 10th, right? Something Is it March like 10th? Yes, yeah. Mar- yeah, March Mario 10th. Day. Where Mario Day? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? March tenth. M A R one zero is Mario. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's one of those geek nerd things. Oh, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. Um. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow in the Northeast, if you live in the Northeast, it's going to be a beautiful day. It's supposed to be awesome. I'm looking forward to spring. I need to get the fuck out of this house and enjoy some nice weather. Yeah. Saturday is supposed to be like 60. Tomorrow's supposed to be 60 something. I think. Wow. Nice. You guys are hilarious. We're going to be stuck in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But guess what? Hey Ben. Guess what? We can we're roll the windows the, down. We're going to have the windows down. Oh, yeah. Do we have to wear our masks? If the windows are down? I'm just fuck, asking. Fuck <laughs> what are you, fucking kidding me? Uh, Jeffrey, would you like to introduce our awesome guest this evening? Yeah, let's um, see how bad you can butcher the name. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I've been reading it. I've been reading it. I wrote it down. I wrote it frontwards, backwards. And you pronounce it, though. Um, well, I know the first name's Alicia. Correct? Correct. Correct. I believe the pronunciation of your last name is Elaine. It is. Or if you're a Kunas, it would be called Alain. But yeah, and to Americans, it would be Elaine. Elaine. A Kunas. A Kunas. Now, before we went live, I <laughs> talked about a monkey's backside of a monkey's ball sack. Right. <laughs> we're not going to go there. We don't need to go there. Wait, what um, were you discussing while I was getting a drink? <laughs> You missed the drink. That's right. Right? Right. So, <laughs> Look at it. We got Leo to turn red what in the first the 30 seconds of the show. Yeah, I know. At, le- at least wait for my uh, rum and coke to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, um, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to Why see you guys again. Why does it again. say, who's Glenn, who's Glenn Morshower? I don't know. <laughs> It just popped yeah. up on her name bar. All right. Well, we know who she is. So yeah. No. Well, quick question. I think you moved from your phone to your computer, right? I did. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm gonna kick this uh, other one. You know why? Because it's easier on the um. I was. It's because it's gonna be a longer segment. It's easier to do on the yep. computer. So the last person who logged in on your computer to Streamyard was Glenn Morshower. There we Maybe go. Maybe probably was an actor that now we it's had. Fixed. There you go. Yeah, it's me, it's dude. Fixed. It's okay. I can be Glenn. It doesn't matter. I mean, well, you know. it was the it was the more shower that had me confused. <laughs> Less shower. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. You teed it up. <laughs> I admit it. Sorry. It's going to be one of those shows, folks. <laughs> That's what I do. When it, when yeah. is it not one of those shows? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. But we want to thank you for joining us tonight, Alicia. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, taking time out of your super, super busy schedule, as we were talking about backstage. Um, but let's kick off with um, st- learning a little bit about what you do as far as a, a production standpoint goes. What so. I do today or as in a daily basis? Or do you want to give me what do you, what, what's the specific question? 
Oh, okay. man. I, I specific have one. questions? <laughs> you know, I'm that type because I'm a multi. So I would be considered, um, as Robert Evans would say, either a maestro or the uh, ringmaster. So it's kind of the world I sit in. So I do a lot of different things. So so I do have a question. Um, I believe it was 1991. Uh-huh. There was a film called Leather Jackets. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to know what jingled. What jingled? I did. I mean, I don't know why back then. I guess because I was like eighteen or nineteen, starting in the business. So every time I get a hair job, because I start off hair and makeup, they you said would always, hair. You said hair, right? Yeah, and okay. and I did both. I did hair and makeup, but they would always ask me to be in a movie, and it was the funniest thing. So I did that film, and I was jingles. And I had to kiss D.B. Sweeney at the time. And that was a whole lot of drama back then, too, because Fonda was dating the director, but having an affair with D.B. Sweeney. But I was Chris Penn's date, and I had to kiss D.B. Sweeney. All odd. It sounds like a Terry Springer show. Right? And then I did another movie right after this, if you do a little bit of homework. The next movie I did. Hi, baby. I'm on an I'm on a TV interview. Are you on an interview oh, too? Hi. We're both interviews. No. I'm on a, a one person Zoom call. I'm on a I'm on an interview too. Great. See ya. Bye. Do you know where Tyler is by any chance? In the camper. In the camper. Okay. I don't know how my screen got. So anyway, that was John <laughs> Schneider. Well, there's your answer. John popped in, Leo. Cameo. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even realize it. See. Um, but after that, I did a movie. You have to look this one up. And this one was like, I was so excited. This is me like going on a squirrel. So we were at the Magic Castle Hotel because I would live in Louisiana and I would go and stay and I would rent a place back then. And um, I would stay by the month and I couldn't afford to stay at the Oakwood Apartments. I had so I had to find something inexpensive. So I'd stay at the Magic Castle Hotel which is right there on Highland Road, where right down the street, Janice Joplin had shot herself. It was like these little four little complexes that were famous. So this guy comes in, director, he's interviewing me to be a hairstylist. And he's reading this, looking at me, and he goes, you got the job. He goes, and I want you to play the part of Susan. And I'm like, wow, this acting thing is like pretty easy, man. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. So, and the name of the script I was just excited to get a hair job. I was excited that I was working and I could pay my rent. And then, so I'm reading this, this script and the script is called Cage Teat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I'm reading the script for the part of Susan. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm calling my mom and dad, checking in with them. I'm like, yes, like I just got an, a part and I got a hair and this and that. It's going to shoot in Oklahoma. And dad goes, well, what's the part? I said, I don't know. It's called my name's Susan in it. I don't know. So I'm reading the script and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you should rent the movie. <laughs> I had to kiss a woman named Scary Mary. Caged heat. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually wrote that down. I said there was a one. And that was the same year in 1991. Wasn't that, look, I went back in the day, I went from movie to movie to movie. I had an agent. You know, people, you know, it was a small network of people. So the pool was very small. And so everybody did referrals. So I literally would wrap one movie and go on to the next. And I did this for years until I decided to start producing. And I produced my first film in 1993. Just because I was arrogant and had worked for a woman named Rafaela De Laurentiis, who I admire and respected. 
at the ripe old age of 21. And I was in China and had no, this is, you know, long before the internet. Right. And I didn't know who she was. And like, I was like, wow, if she's 40 and she can do it, I'm 21, I'm going to do it. And little did I know, two years later, I was going to produce my first movie. So... But it wasn't because it was given to me. It was because I worked my ass off. Well, that's it. You got to work your ass off. I'm to still get... working my ass off. Right? Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm just glad it was a hair job. A hair job. <laughs> <laughs> there is an article that's a very interesting article that I make a comment in. That's the longest article ever written in Vanity Fair. It's about my ex-husband and I'm part of it. And I make a comment in it, which you should go read. Anyway, it was written in, if you put down Pat Dollard, Vanity Fair, 2016, it's still the longest article ever written in Vanity Fair. It's 21 pages long. And it's I make a comment about a job. <laughs> wow. But it wasn't, a, it wasn't a hair job. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Right? And goodness, 21 pages to explain that. Now now I know why we sat at the table with you guys so long. It was right. It was just one liner after one liner. That's right too. Yeah. And can I tell you, that's just kind of how life is. It's like you just go baram baram, and that's if you actually look at life that way. It's just you attract it. So why not embrace it? And right. What's next? Wow, we actually got people watching from Sweden. Very Love cool. Sweden. We have some. We have fans from all over, which is great. John has a great fan base and a great following, and now they've, you know, now we're becoming fans together, which is fabulous. Yes, yes. Well, you guys were fans of ours together when we met you. You yep. know, because your story that, was that we'll cold. Get... That was another place up north that was cold. I don't right? remember where it was, but it was cold. Yeah, that was a super mega fest in Framingham. Framingham, yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah, it was yep. in that hotel, right? Yes. Yeah, the one that looks like a castle. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, but it was cold. That's all I got to say. And I didn't dress well enough because I was freezing the whole time. It showed. <laughs> yeah. <No>. I think... <laughs> there you go. Pretty sure it snowed during that uh, convention. Yes, it did. Yeah. I think it did. Oh. Yes, it did. Yep, it was cold. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, we do have a question from Lucy, but we'll wait for that one to the second half. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I did see that. I saw that. Um, so you were talking about um, the first film that you produced. Notes from Underground. It was, I had to be serious. You know that, right? So I was uneducated, completely autodidactic, and needed to make a good thumbprint in the industry. And so I, of course chose my first script that I was going to produce was an adaptation of Dostoevsky's Notes from Underground. So you can't get any more serious than that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like we cast in it, which became a big actor. Two of them did. Actually, three of them did. Um, John Favreau. And so like John Favreau was in it and he had just gotten his first little son soil soil car that kind of looked like an MR2 and he was so excited. And then Seth Green was in it. And Henry Cherney was in it. And Cheryl Lee was in it. And a couple of other, Eamon, I can't remember what his last name is now. But all of them went on to be, you know, great little, great actors and directors and mega big shots. And me, I'm still, you know, figuring it out. <laughs> I think you're doing wonderful. Oh, yeah, actually. fun. That's the that's, most important thing. That's right. That's what we talked about earlier. It's, it's all about having fun. You can't take it too serious. No, if it's I, your art, it has to be your passion, and it has to be. There's a reason why they call us starving artists. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. John was very lucky 
Um, not that luck, but like he had a lot of preparation and he was in a, at a, at a, at a perfection of time when his skill set was being opportunized. Uh, and oh, yeah. so I had the same sort of thing happen with me, except it wasn't on that sort of mass global level level. But I think that all of the educations, because my educations were very lateral. So I went in from hair and makeup. Then I went into ADing. I went into line producing. Then I went in, I went into post-production and I went into several facets and then became successful as a producer. And then I decided I wanted to learn how the big boys did it, which is how I ended up at Robert Evans. And that world, I learned an enormous amount from him and then Sumner and then Peter Bart and all these really cool people that I you know, got to spend time with. And, you know, I had already been a producer, so it was awesome for me to listen to their stories. And I still pull on a lot of Evan's knowledge today. It's so crazy that um, some of the stories that a lot of people probably wouldn't have spent time with him listening. Mm -hmm. And I still pull on some of those stories. Um, instead of me hitting the brick wall, I might pull back and say, mm, what would Evans do? So remember that, Jeff. Don't right? hit the brick wall. Pull back. I've hit the brick wall enough now. It's like now and now we're driving. So now we're doing um, dirt, dirt track racing and we're speeding and drifting on dirt tracks. So there's a big brick wall that I'm constantly aware of. And I, you know. I'm just glad we're going to have be able to have the windows down driving tomorrow. So you don't have to. Look. There you go. See, we're like we're already in the 70s now. So you're like we're laying out in the sun and getting tanned already. Right, now I'm jealous. Uh, now I'm jealous. Well, I mean, for, for us, I mean, we were at the beach last week and it was uh, I think it was like almost 50 out. You know, it's uh, almost swimming I could, weather. I, that's, I could not be in a swimsuit. I'd have to be full jacket, sweatpants and a hoodie. <laughs> like, no way, Jose. Uh-uh. It's all about what you're accustomed to. Correct. But and I'm you sure. guys can't handle 100 degrees. Wanna oh, bet? yeah. 100 you want to bet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Jeff and I probably could. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's been so well, bad I can't. lately that what, what we've been liver? watching is um, uh, this house buying in the Caribbean. Just because it makes me feel warm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My only challenge with that that you still have to fly outside of the country, and I still don't trust that 100% yet. Right, right. I think well, Florida, no, man. You can go Florida. to the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's not out yeah. of the country. I think Leo should just buy a yacht and take us all on a cruise. There we go. He looks right. like he could be the captain, right? Look at him. I mean, he's, he captains John this. I, believe it or not, John and I spent a lot of time just in our RV. We flew the other day with friends to Hawaii, and I looked at him, and I said, there's a reason why we don't fly anymore. I could barely, like, I want to slip my wrist. And there was nothing open in any of the these, you know, I don't know if you guys realized that like what five years ago, the um, air airports turned into shopping malls, yes. you know, the whole wild and cool and groovy thing. And then all of a sudden it's desolate and you can't even get a cup of coffee now. And that I don't know how in the world. I just don't get it. Right. Well, that's why they um, they make you be there like two hours, three hours early. And then they cancel your freaking flight for no reason. They well, right. They start. want you to hang around so you can shop at their mall. Yeah, but nothing was open. Like, it, everything was COVID scared. Right. That's a whole other diatribe for me. All right. It'd be a great place to shoot a movie, though. Horror movie, right? Yeah. yeah. A great horror movie. Yes, I could, exactly. I could see <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> what the, what the, what? There'd be you, nothing there. I, 
What were you doing? Walking Dead. I mean, uh, Night of the Walking Dead or whatever it was called. Back yeah, in the day. You, you, you film right when the red eye's coming in. You know, you got your zombies right there. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, if it'd be like that, um, what was that Stephen King movie with the plane? That was... Uh... Oh, Langoliers. Langoliers, yes. Where they were in a, they were actually like in a different time. Everything was stale. Oh yeah, they they. they yeah, were... I'm more like a 1970s chick. I'm like Soylent Green kind of a chick. We all eat people, and we're all people in 1984. So I probably didn't do the Stephen King things as much. Hmm. She got you yeah. on that one. Sorry. Yeah. Moving forward now, Jeffrey. There we go. Yeah, you know. We can go back, creature double feature and all that kind of stuff. Right. Let's, I'd like to go forward, though. Okay. I don't like going back. Why do I no, want to No, but history is good to know. History is good. Yep. History if you don't know history, know. then you're doomed to repeat it again. Right? Well, that I agree with. Well, speaking, yes. speaking of history, <laughs> speaking, of history, yeah, ahead, speaking of history, you revisited a classic, Smokey and the Bandit. That was an homage, yes. Yes. Um, What was great about doing that and stand on it is what you're referring to. Yep. um, Is an homage to Smokey and the Bandit, but it also has nougats of Dukes of Hazzard in there. So if you're a Dukes of Hazzard fan and you are a complete fanatic, you know where the little nuggets are that John put them in there. And the next one is called Poker Run. And so Poker Run picks up where we left off and stand on it, which is the homage to Smoking the Bandit and the Nuggets of Dukes of Hazard. And we embrace a couple of other movies. In this new movie, we're embracing a movie called Rat Race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a mad, mad world. Yeah. Um, a little wild, wild west. And, of course, you got to have a little cannonball run. Wow. So that's the next one, right? But Stand On It is what we did, which was our homage to one of my man crushes. I think it was a lot of man crushes. was Burt Reynolds. Oh, so Jerry Reeve. Are you kidding me? I'm like, Jerry Reeve is man crush too. Yeah. <laughs> we got that. We, you got that trailer queued up there, Leo? I do. I do. Uh, here we go. We bet that you can't drive to Austin pick up 400 cases of Yeller Local and have it all back here within 24 hours. That was a movie, and in the movie, it was 28 hours. Got yourself a deal. Pilot, fill my thermos. Let's haul ass. You got the one and only Frosty that you know what here, Duke Thank boy. You, Come on, son, we're burning daylight. We got to get back, win the bet, collect the money. So stand on it, son. He should run a red light in our town. He is very good. You are really bad. You know the back of his truck says ROI. name is Roy and I like to drive. Get in, why don't you? Oh, you're cute. And you're young. You got something I want. And I'll chase you to hell and gone to get it back. You're in the wrong way. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. I like to drive. You're driving me crazy, son. 
Uh, so Stand On It is available on VOD and physical media. And the cool thing is, if you order online, I believe you can order a autographed copy as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, um, John and I, you know, we're all in. And so we finance, uh, write, produce, direct, did our stunts. All the stunts are real stunts. I doubled Mindy. I did all the driving for Mindy that's in the movie. Wow. Um, yeah. It's all like crazy stuff. I actually got to do a hop, which I loved. Oh, wow. um, I'm Got to do like a little four foot hop. That's all John would let me do because I couldn't. We only had one car for the oh, whole yeah. movie, right? Mm. So all those stunts, and then we we actually jumped it at John's um, extravaganza, Bo's extravaganza, and uh, James. I can't remember James's last name right now. Anyway, um, jumped the Tickfaw River, River, and that's actually was the inspiration I think behind us doing the movie. I, I text our uh, parish president. You know, parish is in Louisiana still. We're still in the Napoleonic Code, thank God. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I text him. I said, hey, is there anything illegal? Because I have to check because I do a lot of things on the property. And I'm like, is this illegal? So anyway, I text him. I said, hey, is it illegal for me to jump a car from one side of the river to the other side of the river? We on both sides. Because I didn't know if there was a thing. Because sometimes I get in trouble for stuff and I'm like, so anyway, he goes, no, there's no law against that. I was like, great. And he texts me back. He goes, why are you asking? <laughs> I said, because we're going to do it at the next festival, which is going to be in the next movie. You got a problem with that? And he's like, nope. So we did it. We jumped it 150 feet. Wow. And then the car still ran. Wow. And we're using it in the next movie. How crazy is that? One car. And who actually jumped the car? Um, James, and I can't right now for the oh, life. Well, he's going to okay. kill me. I can't remember his name. But John's stunt um, double back in the day, one of his stunt doubles, but one of his dearest best friends, um, Jack Gill, um, was uh, James Smith. Sorry. There you go, James Smith. There you go. But uh, Jack How did you Gill, forget Smith? Smith is know, like such a like, basic name. You know how many people we have in our life sometimes, and my brain is older. Oh, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry but jack gill doubled john and did all those great stunts and jack comes down and helps us every year with the festival and we love jack gill and he's married to a beautiful woman named morgan Brittany. um and she's still as stunning as ever and she we all grew up watching her so anyway that's a little history tidbit thing Very but we do fun we have a good time we're a bunch of rednecks <laughs> redneck yeah. is good I don't Redneck mind that. Good time, yeah. Redneck is good. I told you also I'm a coon ass, so that's a big difference. You have to Google that one. Coon ass. Coon ass. It's a southern thing. Google it. <laughs> I will. Yep. Sorry. Because I'm curious. Yep. And he will too. He will too. I, oh, I will. I will <laughs> there's a joke. It'll be the next somewhere. segment. We'll do another segment just on that. You know, just exactly. There's a joke in there somewhere, kind of like uh, furry monkey balls. Oh, jeez. Right. <laughs> so uh yeah <laughs> hey leo yeah leo, do uh, we, um, do we, we have a commercial to play we and, do do you want me stuff? to do you want me to play the teaser as well yes okay Please. sounds good uh so as always you know uh the dorkening podcast network we have an awesome sponsor deadly grounds coffee they make the best coffee you'll ever have little mom and pop shop right here in connecticut but you know what they rock i've actually had their coffee oh nice yeah, they, they do all the conventions. It's uh, amazing coffee. We uh, met them several years ago, and I loved um, their coffee. I actually used to have it shipped, and then something happened, a flood or I don't know what happened, but it rocks. It's oh, great yeah. beans. 
Totally. Yeah, I love it. That's why they become a sponsor because I was buying so much coffee from them. But it's, uh, it, well, here's a zombie talking about coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. So head on over to getdeadly.com. There's information in the show notes down below or above. And also Ben and Jeff are walk, working on something that's totally awesome. Take a look. Well, I, they have... What the fuck are we going to do now? Get high. more fun that way. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean great. to. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Alicia. I was just going to say, Leo. You, Leo, you cut her. She was in mid sentence. You were like, Oh, I, I, it, there's a delay. I already hit the button. I was I'm like, just Oh shit! A good plug for the grounds because they're coffee grounds, like. It's it 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 left a distinct taste like for me like it's like one of those things like I compare cups of coffee to that ground it's like because there's like chocolate and all the different things going on with that um however they roast it but they rock yeah he uh, <laughs> it's a good sponsor to have they rock totally I I talked to him about it and he uh, it's special oils he does during the roasting process so it's not like you know any sugared flavorings or anything like that it's just yeah you it, could totally tell and it's like it's a really good coffee and I'm a coffee snob because I grew up up in Louisiana and we drink coffee starting at the age of three. Nice. <laughs> right, right. So before we went to commercial, you mentioned Kunas and we could have a whole segment and it appears that a lot of our viewers are already having a segment about this. <laughs> Kunas down. <laughs> so Mark Reddit said uh, Kunas is a term for a person yes. Cajun ethn- ethnicity. Ethnicity, yes. Yeah, um, Cajuns use the word in regard to themselves. Correct. And that's how you identify another kunas is that you call them a kunas. And if they're insulted, they're not one. <laughs> Sorry. And then Darren. <laughs> hi, Darren. <laughs> yeah, hi, Darren. Actually, Darren is a, uh, a, a, a cancer survivor as well, which we'll get into. Um, he he went the uh, Rick Simpson oil. I believe we chatted about that um, when we when we originally yeah. met you guys. We yeah. were chatting about Darren. And Darren actually... Uh, has become part of our, our team as well. So we say, say hi to Darren because he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I know we can probably kick things off with Lucy's question from earlier. She was asking, what is the protocol you use to heal yourself and what are you doing for maintenance? Wow. Are you ready for this? Because a long diatribe with this. So um, 
One, I did uh, traditional medicine, but I did not do radiation. I did not do chemo. I did immunology. And um, I, when I was diagnosed, I was um, three years into a five-year terminal stage four metastatic breast cancer, HER2 negative, hormone receptor positive. It was a rare one. Mm-hmm. And they basically told me that I was going to take a pill and I was going to be on that pill for the rest of my life, kind of like with diabetes and same sort of thing. And I was like, bullshit. Started researching. So the things that I do, and I still do today, I do um, infrared therapy. So this morning I sat in the infrared booth uh, booth for probably anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Um I'm keto. Um, so my whole thing was, how do I, you know, obviously I had a break in my system. I don't have a genetic biomarker for cancer. So mine was a freak of nature. I think it was because I had um, an elective surgery that went awry five years ago and it ca- caused um, all my blood cells to go to that area. And it, that's how the cancer cell was ignited. Um, so anyway, I do Keto for cancer, um, bringing up my minerals. So I try to eat magnesium and um, potassium a lot. Um, D3. So I take 10,000 units of D3 a day. And then I try to at least get in the sun uh, and expose myself, you know, 90% to the sunlight three times a week. Those things are critical. Um, Meditation is a lot, uh, positive thinking, a lot of positive thoughts, um, because a lot of it is mental. I do feel cancer is a lot of mental um, because it will mess with your mind and haunt with you in the middle of the night. And you have to learn how to turn that off and meditate. Um, A lot of prayer, obviously, was the first thing I asked God to not have mercy and have his grace on me, but to get me through it so that I could be a beacon of light to other people. That was the first ask that I had. And then I asked for him to keep me on the road so that I didn't get distracted. Um, CBOD, um, CBD, um, we ended up doing CBOD because um, I fell in love with it so much. And I felt like it was the fertilizer that got my body together to accept um, the vitamins and the minerals and all of that. I also bring my heart rate up to 150 um, three times a week, over 150 for three times a week for 30 minute intervals. Um, some people might do more, but that to me was what I could do. Um, and my thing is the keto for cancer. I mean, cancer eats on glucose. And the funny thing is, is that I just had a PET scan yesterday and I drove all the way to Dallas, Texas to go have a PET scan because my insurance won't pay for a PET scan anymore. And and they don't tell you this at the doctor's offices, which I find so interesting. So they tell me <clears throat> they're not, not going to pay for it, but they'll give me a CT scan. Well, a CT scan is more exposure and more like things like you don't, it can't tell you about the bones. It can only tell you about your organs. And it's a lot of things that still mess with your mind. So me, I'm going to want peace of mind with the pet, right? Mm-hmm. Insurance won't pay because you scroll down in my little chart and on like page 10, it tells you no known signs of carcinoma. Even though I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic cancer that was on the bones, legs, arms, spine, rib cage, and breast. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I wish I had water. So anyway, I've had four clear PET scans. You would think that they would want to keep me clear because whenever I'm not clear, it's costing probably $20,000 a visit, you know, mm-hmm. with the eye brands. And, you know, the meds and everything, it's its a big expensive maintenance thing. You'd think that, oh, well, if she has no known shown signs of cancer, why wouldn't they pay for a PET scan? 
right? So you would think that would be preventative. And a PET scan costs anywhere from five to $6,000. So I found a friend of a friend and um, they were a complete blessing to me. And I went out of pocket yesterday and I drove all the way to Dallas to take a PET and uh, I get my results. The only thing is, is that it's a little slower process than me getting it immediately. But um, I think eating is a critical thing. I have also done the weird things, um, like completely <laughs> have trust. I mean, you're. I mean, let's see. Let's be realistic. You're three years into a five-year terminal cancer, so right. why not roll some dice, right? So I read like crazy. I did Panicure. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. Um, Panicure. Um, Google it. It's kind of like Kunas. Um, Panicure is something that they do for dogs. And I was like, and they were like, well, you do one packet. So I'm reading about Panicure and I'm reading all the research on it. And, you know, my grandfather, when I was a kid, went to the veterinarian because they couldn't afford doctors. You know, he de- was a depression era kid. So they went because they had farm animals. The, the vet diagnosed them for their stuff. Just like so I grew up in that world. Right. And so I read about this thing called Panicure. Well, they do it for dogs as a dewormer. And I'm like, well. And they said it does for Cam. I'm like, what the hell? You know, it can't kill me. I mean, I already got a death sentence. So I did that. And they said, well, only do one packet. And I'm reading about it. And I'm like, well, if you're a 150-pound dog, you got to do three packets. Well, at the time, I was 150 pounds. So I did three packets. And I still intermittently do Panicure, even though I have clear PET scan and I've been off the medicine now for over a year. Um, I still do occasionally my Panicure. I really am intuitive with my body. Mm-hmm. And so if my gut tells me I need to do it, then I do it. And John says I pee in the yard and I don't have fleas. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, right? But, but I'm going to so, say something you need. You said that you wish you had some water. Yeah. That's okay. I'm good. You have your I phone. Got it. You can, you have your phone text John and say, I need water, please. John's at mom and dad's house. Mike got my dad on keto. So they're oh, nice. actually having keto hamburgers. And as soon as I'm done, I'll go and have a glass of vodka. I switched, you know, I come, <laughs> I, I still drink, but I only have vodka. It's the cleanest one. All, all right. those stuff I give away. All right. All right. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to straighten and get this all straight in my head. All right. We were talking about coon ass. Okay. Keto. And then. Panicure. Yeah, and then and then you brought in vets. <laughs> and vodka. Hold on, hold on. Then there's this other thing that I did. That's uh, gosh, it's an it's an extreme amino acid, um, and I think it was called Extremoplex. I might even have a bottle somewhere. But anyway, it was expensive, but it smelled like urine. And I spoke to the guy that made it. You know, I got you know, it's great that we're like in the world that we're in because John and I connect quickly with people. So I, you know, it's like I, it's like one degree of separation for us instead of six. So I met the scientist that created this Extremoplex, and I was like, "Gosh, send me a bottle of it. You know, I'll try it." And it's one of those things that, you know, I was all. What my goal was is to figure out where the break and the DNA went, and then how could I strengthen it. And then now my job is to keep it strong and not allow myself to go back to where I was. And I do that through diet and through amino acids and vitamins. And occasionally I take the Panicure. It ain't going to hurt, right? right? Okay. And I do my CBOD. I do my CBOD. And actually, we have our brand, CBOD. And then um, the same brand that represents us launched one for Winona Ryder. 
And um, I um, actually endorse hers now, too, just because if you don't like ours, go try the other one. Hers is lavender and mint. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. So if you don't like ours, it's apple pie moonshine. Sometimes people don't like to rub apple pie moonshine. To me, it didn't make a shit. So ours, I do it orally and topically. Wow. So, okay. I do the topical because... One, it's great for pain um, because I have mastatic. Um, I still have like issues where I'm, I hurt. And then also um, because it was breast cancer. So I rub big kind of, I live by this stuff. If it came in big old tubs, I'd use it all the time. Now, do you do you use a salve or do you use like a roll-on kind of a thing? It's a salve. So that's, that's Winona. This is Winona's. And it's a, um, I wish I had ours with us, but this one's hers. And uh, I use that and then I use the oral. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm a fan of the roll-ons for my sciatic uh, back pain. I, yeah. I use the CBD roll-ons. Yeah. Yeah. I like, our, I like the, 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 you call it a, a solve? Solve. Oh, it's slav. Okay. We call it a balm. Yeah, okay, balm. Yeah, balm. Yep. 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 Same thing. So, yeah. I like you, it because I should get my, I get my massages um, done with the balm. So whenever I have a deep tissue, which I try to do once a month, so I get lymphatic drainage. Oh, that's another thing I did. So uh, lymphatic drainage um, massages, and also, believe it or not, you ready for this? Colonics. It's the shit. Colonics. Google it. It's like Google Google it. it. (laughs) Well, when when she was talking about, you know, coon ass and vets, it it brought me back to when I had one of my previous dogs and I had to pop the anal glands. Mm, That's TMI. Yeah, a little Uh. bit. (laughs) (laughs) This is what they make vets for, man. But I do do, well, I save do money. colonics. I do. I agree with that because I do. I will diagnose and go get stuff from the vet. Like whenever the whole. And I hate to go on this thing, but when the COVID happened, I called my my uh, vet that happens to be in the horsing world and asked if he had a certain type of vet medicine that helps horses breathe. And he said yes. And I said I need some for a horse. Vets are very resourceful. Sorry, yes. they really are. I think they have to be. Yes. But I did do colonics, and colonics are critical. Like, um, now that I just did a PET scan, I'm going to do a colonics uh, next week. And so it's a cleansing, and then I get into a very strong probiotic. I think everything is in the gut. Everything is related to the gut. So that's my two cents. And I'm always reading. There's another book, um, How to Starve Cancer. That's another book that I read. I'm a big fan of that. They have a um, Facebook um, page. I'm always on that, giving advice. Um, And then Keto for Cancer. Miriam Kaplan, I think is her name, Miriam. Anyway, big Keto for Cancer person. Yeah, it's crazy what, you know, keto they're finding so many good things about. Dude, I, I eat less than 23 carbohydrates a day and love life. I eat like a rock star. <laughs> Yeah. And I still have my vodka. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, we had a couple questions. Lucy was asking, uh, were you doctors supportive of your alternative uh, therapies? And uh, how about the use of cannabis outside of CBOD? Uh, that's CBOD. You, got, you know, remember my husband's C. It's Bo Duke, so we have to use the pun. It's, Everything's Bo. Yeah, and Brian Mays just piped in the comments and said the website, which you can find in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. I got you, Leo. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank hey, you. <laughs> Brian, um, did you see I gave a plug also for Harmony? Or I don't know if you guys had to change it, but uh, my Nona's. But um, 
So to answer the question, my oncologist, I've had, not until I've gotten until uh, MD Anderson, have any of the oncologists agreed with the adjunct therapy. And they're the first, and I think they're the only hospital that I know of from doing research that they are the pioneer in using adjunct therapy. And I think that my doctor is Dr. Yuno and is a fabulous man, and he uses Western and Eastern philosophies. I also did acupuncture too. So that's another thing that I do to uh, release toxins out of the body. I've always wanted to try acupuncture. I love it. I'll stab you with a bunch of needles. Right. Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> I, I love it. It's actually wife. addictive. So would my wife. It's um, it, it's actually addictive when you do acupuncture, um, because you release it releases heat off the body that you don't realize that you have. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Really. Yep. It's great. But Winona Judd is not Winona Ryder. There you go. I screwed that up. I'm sorry, Brian. It's Winona Judd. I'm getting old. That's what happens. Wasn't Winona Ryder like a shoplifter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Oh, don't be. <laughs> I just call a spade a spade. That's what my memory is. Right? See, Brian, right? this is why we wanted Alicia and not John. I'm just right. kidding. <laughs> John has to play politics. I don't. I'm the rebel. <laughs> See? <laughs> so, my, my, the name of my company is F-E-F-E-A. F-E-F-E-A. Right. FIFA? How do you it's pronounce it? It's an acronym. That? It's, well, it's FIFA, but it's an acronym. Can I, can I F-bomb? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my old boss used to say this word all the time. And I was always the one that was, you know, I was called Jimmy Cagney with Evans. And they would always call me that as soon as I walk in the room. How's my Jimmy Cagney? And then we would be getting away with stuff. And he'd look at me and he goes, fuck them, fuck them all. And I'm like, so that's the name of my um, side company is F-E-F-E-A. And so when I was qualifying for insurance the other day, they wouldn't qualify Maven, which has been around since 2002 because of the word entertainment. And he, and, she, and I said, well, I have another company we can use. We'll use that one. And she, I gave her the acronym and she comes back and she goes, can I ask you what that means? And this is little polite lady on the computer. And I said, how are you good with cuss words? And she goes, I'm all right. And I said, it's fuck them, fuck them all. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. Hey, I love Pops. It. I love it. Pops. Really? Alicia, how did, you, how did you find yourself on a stream with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> we were in another chat room. We just stumbled along each other. Uh, it's because I'm in extreme pain in the ass. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, no, Brian, but no. I am. We had a very nice visit with them a couple of years ago. In, at in 2019. Yep. Yes. That's right. Got yeah, to sit and chat. And, had, and chatted. We had a martini and chatted, and it was a that was a wonderful experience, and we learned yeah. a lot about you guys. Yeah. And and we we've got, been we trying to get you on the show ever since. Yeah. And that was at the beginning, right? That was at the beginning of my diagnosis. Yes. It was um it was in it was, the middle, I believe. It, yeah, yeah, it was, it was 2019. It was yeah, towards it the end of 2019. Started. Yep. At the end. So I had I had was just at that point in time, the PET scan. So before I was like a lit up Christmas tree everywhere. Yeah. And when I met you guys, it was isolated to one portion that was questionable. So I was a, a, a red and orange Christmas tree to a yellow orange one spot in the one of my breasts. Mm-hmm. That's how quickly yeah. it was turned around. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it was actually the comic book, the comic book that Jeff and I write, um, that got this whole thing sparked with the conversation because we went up to John, yep. um, you know, showed him the book, and then he mentioned you, and we were like, we'd love to chat, and yeah, and then we get to 
sit and chat, which was really, yeah. really cool. Um, and we had a good dinner. We did. Well, we, we opted, we opted to leave for dinner. We let you right. guys have your private time for that. Um, so, but I caught a lot of flack when I got home for that. My wife was really, really, I'm like, sorry. Should have come and hung out of work. Right. And, and my wife was like, who? <laughs> she's obviously young. No, she's. No, she's actually um, a little older than I am. That was joking. But she... um, (laughs) Then what was she, reclusive? Because, like, I mean, the show is international. Yes. She knows the show, but she doesn't know... Actor names. names. Actor names. Ah. That makes sense. It meant nothing. Until until I said the show. And then she goes, I had him on my... I went to school with him. He was on my wall. <laughs> was that maybe? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I mean, you gotta have fun, right? Absolutely. Um, but we do. There were a couple more questions in here, so Leah, let's pull those out. Oh. Yep. Uh, Lucy wanted to know how did you discover your cancer to begin with? I had a botched um, surgery that was a breast surgery, um, and in 2015 and was still under care from the plastic surgeon. And then something appeared on my skin that was atypical. And that was what prompted me to go to the dermatologist. And that's how I was diagnosed. Wow. And it was rampant at that point in time. And I was like, there's no way I'm three years into a five-year terminal cancer. I mean, I feel bad, but I wasn't like, now I feel like a rock star. Back then I didn't realize, I look at pictures and I was like, "Eh, yeah, sick. I didn't really realize. I mean, you could see it in Mm. my face. I was a lot of fluid. Right, right. That was that. So, um, there was one even further back than that, Leo, from the one? same person. She, uh, she asked, uh, you really do colonics. Was oh, yeah. that before you were clear or as part of your maintenance? Actually, believe it or not, I did colonics before I was diagnosed with cancer. I just didn't do it as much. I knew something was going on with my body. And, you know... Being from L.A., that part of L.A., uh, it's just one of those hippie things that you would go do. Now it's part of my, like, maintenance. And for me, my opinion is is that if you are on chemo or you're doing extreme stuff, you have to get it out of your guts. And colonics, to me, is the easiest way to do that. And it's also the safest way, especially if you have somebody that really knows what they're a good technician. And then go back with it with probiotics. So, yeah, that's a big yeah. one for me. And the CBD is like, you know, CBD or CBD oil. You know, obviously I love ours, but huge thing right. for us. Huge, huge thing. I think I was doing it when I was at the height of my cancer. I was doing my dropper three times a day. Now I do it mostly in the evening. Right. But when I was full on like this three times a day. Okay. And I, I, think, I, me, I, I look at it in the morning. Yeah, I, I looked at it is that I was trying to get my body to absorb as much as I could. And I felt like the um, CBD was keeping me level enough to where I was taking in a lot of stuff, not only meditation, but vitamins and minerals. I felt like it was something that was keeping my ground fertilized. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, enough for us to get passionate and get involved with them, with the brand. Right. So mm-hmm. That's how much... I loved so, it. Yeah, and uh, believe in it. And I have my mom on it. I have everybody. And now I have well, we have the rub. Yeah, I mean, Jeff and I both are on a CBD regimen. I think we talked about that as well when mm-hmm. we met. Um, yeah. And I'm still on it. I still do my dropper in the my droppers in the morning, my droppers in the evening. 
Uh, I feel great. And running down the bottom of the screen right now. I love that. Have, That's great. We have the uh, John Schneider CBOD.com and the Monona CBD.com because in the comments, the awesome Brian Mays just put in a promo code. So if you use promo yeah, well, code token, he, hold you'll on. Save- he, what, what, what? I didn't know if he wanted that public or not. He said just for you guys. No. <laughs> oh, go for it. What the it's hell? He put, no, he put it. that in the public chat. Okay. I'll, uh, that, that wasn't a message. Okay. Well, I didn't want to say anything just no, in no, case no. it was a mistake. He's saying just for your guys, right, Brian? So that means just for your fan base. There we go. Okay. And it says use promo code TOKING and save 20% off any purchase of either brand. Wink. So, And that could be, you know, if he if he meant it just for us or for, for everybody viewing it, that might only be for like No, five, he's meaning it for years. your demographic. If not, okay. he and I will go head to head later about it. But I think he's pretty cool. Okay, I'm going to take advantage of that because I want to try it. Yeah, so am I. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, but yeah, it was it Leo? It was in the uh, group in the. Uh, pri- it wasn't private, so I just. If I not, to- I'll jump on the sword. I'll take this one for the team. <laughs> there you go, people. <laughs> she's, she's, she's taking it for the team, right? So get out there and and, and check it out. You know. Let us know what you think. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, does John take CBD? Uh, John takes the CBOD too. He's also into the rub too. We both take it. It sits in our, uh, our bathroom vanity Very nice. right mm-hmm. after brushing your teeth. Wow. Yeah. See, I keep it on my nightstand. Yeah. That do won't... you guys let it, I let mine sit for a little while under my tongue. Yes, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. try to let it dissolve yep. as much as I can before I swallow. Yeah, yeah, I Bye. usually go about two two minutes. Yeah, your choice to forego radiation and chemo was that obviously the right choice? Okay, yes. Um, and I'm gonna share this with you. I feel like, and this is my opinion, I feel like the machine is constantly trying to pull you back into it. And because I've gone to so many different oncologists, there is no magic wand. So educate yourself, read as much as you can, get in chat groups, because I can tell you all of us are trying different things and all of us are sharing things. Um, I just happened to find what worked for me. Um, but for me, um, I run like the other, okay, a perfect example. The woman that gave me the deal on getting the um, PET scan is also an oncologist and breast oncologist. And she said, well, now that you don't have cancer, you should cut your breast off. And I went, nope. And the reason why is that if I have was diagnosed with breast cancer, wouldn't that be the first place it would show up again? So why would I cut something off? And then I don't have to wonder where it's at in my body. We already know it was metastatic, right? Mm-hmm. We already know it went all over. Mm-hmm. So if it's not indicate, and if the last place they saw it was in the one breast and now it's no longer there, wouldn't you bet more that it would show up then there? I'm not a doctor, right. but for me, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think I'd like to hold on to what I have. Plus, why would you open me back up and risk antigenesis happening? That's the word I couldn't think of before. So antigenesis is whenever the body goes into shock and it sends an enormous amount of blood cells to an area. Mm-hmm. And my problem is that I had two um, holes from a botched surgery that the body wouldn't heal. So the blood was going in that area, and I think that's how I I I got it. That's my belief system. Mm-hmm. So why would I why would I expose myself to making myself have an unnecessary surgery? Right. Wow. wow. So that's mine. But that's wow. me, and I read a lot. 
And that's the empowering thing is that when you learn that the doctor, there's a reason why they call it a practice. Is a doctor's a practice, a lawyer's a practice. If they if they knew, then then cancer would be cured, right? right. True. Absolutely so why true. is yeah. not knowledge power now? I, I actually read a, an article this morning. This is just show you that a lot of things that I read. My article that I read that Darwin had an approach to cancer, which is very similar to um, what keto and starving cancer is now. And if you go back and read the Darwin experience with cabbage and and pesticides, and they believe that um, instead of a little bit of killing something, instead of having pesticides all the time, they would have enough of the type of bugs to eat it, and then they would take out the herd of the bad bugs. And the same thing that what I feel with, with cancer is that um, if you stop feeding it what it wants, it's going to turn its blood source on where it's getting it from and you're going to starve it. And then you continue to build up your DNA. Um, so that way it doesn't have an opportunity to spread. So I do believe in a lot of that. And that's stuff that like I've read books from the early 1900s on cancer. And I think that we had, um, there were things that were there before the FDA came in. Um, and I do feel that um, hemp and I do feel that alcohol, um, I do believe a lot of things before the FDA came in and big pharma came in, there were things in there that um, probably could help. I was just going to say that, you know, I think that um, not, not cure wise, but I think there's a lot of uh, stuff out there uh, to help people that are dealing with cancer uh, that is not being known or told to the public. Correct. Okay. It's a business. And, and it's, it's a business. It's, um, it's your big farms. Uh, they mm-hmm. want you to take as many pills and drugs uh, that they can manufacture. Uh, and I think it's, you know, I just personally believe it's a big goddamn game. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I think and it's we, very. We pay the price for that. I agree 100% with you. I think that we, if you, if you go back and look too at things, the federal government, um, before we went into prohibition, wasn't making money on alcohol and it wasn't making money on hemp or cannabis. You know what I mean? And so then big pharma comes in and then that wasn't regulated. So that's what um, the pharmaceutical company has to be in check with, you know, is the FDA. And of course, they didn't have their hands in the alcohol back then. Alcohol back in the day was used, um, believe it or not, by hairstylists and barbers um, to extract for apothecaries um, the herbs to help treat you. Um, the reason why the barber pole has red and white band, red and white on it is because they represented bandages because the barbers were leeching. Um, if you go back into the late 1800s. And I think it's real interesting that, um, you know, alcohol was something that our government didn't have its hands in and apothecaries had to start withering on the vine. So then we got into chemicals and then we had to have pharmaceuticals. And then, of course, the check and balance was the FDA. Mm -hmm. And as long as those two were making money, everybody was happy, you know, and yet the people you know, we haven't raised the standard of care since, in my opinion, since the 1940s, 1950s. Standard of care has not been raised. And that was one of the things that I was hoping that um, the president 
was something that we were going to get to do in the second administration. And I think that still today, the standard of care needs to be raised. Um, you know, me being rejected to have a PET scan when you have technology there and I pay health insurance, why shouldn't I have a way? Mm-hmm. And I just found out this thing. Uh, this is a company that I'm actually wanting to get involved with. Um, it's called Thermoscan. And Thermoscan, they're using it for crowdsourcing to tell if people have um, temperatures but they can also use thermoscan to tell if the body has disease and it's uh, infrared technology and infrared is what I use as a daily thing to sit in a sauna Mm -hmm. because um, I read about that 15 years ago and yet you don't hear about that. And, Mm -hmm. and none of the doctors talk about any of the adjunct therapy. Um, The only one was MD Anderson. And I love that MD Anderson has put the X on cancer. It's now instead of saying MD answer cancer hospital, it says MD answer cross out cancer hospital. And I just think that they are ahead of, of us by light years, as far as uh, us raising the standard of care and using uh, adjunctive therapy. Well, people, people are starting to wake up. People are starting to catch up. Well, thank goodness we have the internet and thank goodness we have shows that people can tune in now and can be shared. And (laughs) there's search engine words that can click in. Yeah. But even, even that, even that in today's world is starting to be monitored and shut down. True, But you have to get smart. My biggest thing, and I'll say this going through the pandemic and the election, and we were one of the pages that did not get shut down. And we are definitely rebels. Um, is that it's, if you realize it's a tool, then use the tool by its rules. And that's what Evans used to always Mm -hmm. tell me is that know the rules going in and then use the rules for your advantage. And I think that being smart is the way to do things. So the search engines, you can use it for a way. Mm -hmm. So I do think that it's proactive. You just have to be very smart. Right. Right. You know, this, this show is running live right now, but once the show is done, Certain keywords will bring you to one of nine platforms where this will be housed, mm-hmm. including IMDb and our website, you know, so exactly using the tools properly right, um, to get your messages out. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Lucy's asking, how long will you need to continue to get PET scans? Per- well, honestly, right now I'm going to do it yearly, depending on how this pet comes out. And I feel like my pet's going to be clear. Um, I'll do it yearly, but, um, the more I'm researching this thermal company, I may switch over to that. Um, and I'm going to my, my next phone call will be in the next couple of days as the owner from that company. And I want him to do a full body scan on me just after I got a pet mm-hmm. so I could take a pet and I can take the thermal and see where my body is and then kind of make the decision on how to manage because with a pet, yeah which I think is real interesting and Google this with a pet, they say that they have to order um, radioactive glucose. And I'm thinking to myself, Hmm, radioactive glucose. And I'm gonna call a car called bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 don't be. We were, we ran the 18 plus at the beginning of the show. So good. You know, so for me, <laughs> I mean, I like, I like um, believe it's glucose Absolutely, because we know that cancer feeds and disease feeds on glucose. So if the big machine knows that it feeds on glucose and now they term it as radioactive, but yet the guy that's injecting it in me um, does not have lead on, he's not wearing a suit, and just because they put it in a little radioactive jar when it's done, I'm laying a card down called bullshit. Sorry. 
You know, I don't think, I think that what they're injecting me with is glucose. And it's probably kind of like um, my buddy that has the um, amino acids. He has a trademark on his type of amino acids. So he can't tell you what it is. And I'm sure that the glucose is the same way. And they may term it as radioactive. I'm not a doctor, but I'm also not an idiot. That if there's a little thing that says radioactive in the room, wouldn't that be behind something that's lead? Maybe. Right. right. So um, this may be I, an odd. I like the I like the eye thing. That was great. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, what am I a numbnut? This this might be an odd question, <laughs> but um, what do you think of um, dogs as far as cancer sniffing and disease sniffing and being able to um, you know, detect that kind of abnormality in a human body. I think that dogs are very intuitive. And I think if it's a dog that's trained for something like that, just like you have a dog that's trained for picking up on drugs and stuff like that, I think that the a dog could pick on pick up on something because they're gonna pick up on an activity of body functioning harder. Like you can look at pictures of me before. And you could tell that I was sick. Now I look back at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can totally see. I was bloated. I was redder because my body was having to work harder. You know, right. now it's like, you know. No, okay. I was, I, was just, I was just curious. because yeah, I, I would I would say I would say I would go with that. You know, because I, 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 I saw a thing and then I, I, I had to look it up. Uh, but they're talking about using dogs to sniff COVID. Oh, I'm going to let a car caught bullshit on that one, too. But that's me and my opinion. <laughs> I, you did that. That was a perfect setup on that one, Jeff. I like that. See that? You like yeah. that? Yeah, I do. Look at and I do believe the COVID. But no, no, sorry. And I've had a lot of friends that have passed away, but I'm also going to, no. Yeah, see how I worked right into that one? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He, he, he just wanted no. you to throw another card on bullshit. <laughs> yep. I, look, that, I am definitely that person. Mm-hmm. And oh, I yeah. get beat. I might get beat up for things like that, but for me, I can only speak from my experience and my belief system. There's also a reason why right. I choose not to take, um, and if we want to go down that rabbit hole, um, not to take the vaccine. Right, that's my choice. Right, just like I choose not to continue to take medicine that I don't need, even though right. Big Pharma said I needed to take it because I was diagnosed a certain way, right. even though the PET scan says there's nothing there. And this is what the scare tactic was. This is the funny thing. Oh, well, if if we tell you you have 10 million cancer cells and I could cure, cure 90% of them, you have a million cancer cells. And at first that scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I started doing the math and I was like, hmm, aren't we born with cancer? So if you can clear, if you can clear, I think he said 99%. Is it so if I can clear 99% of your cancer, would you risk the other million cells if you had 10 million? And I said, at that time, I said no. Now knowing from 2019 to 2021, hell to the yeah, what I risk it. I risk it every day. Right. And I eat right. And I try to be a good steward of my body. And I'm not on that medicine anymore. That was compromising everything. And I do my blood work. I do do my blood work monthly. And I think that's a critical thing. That's part of my choice of still staying in the machine is that I still go and do my blood work. Right, right. Right. Now, my, yeah. you know, every time I go to the doctor, they can't figure out what the fuck is wrong with me. That's a mental thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody will ever have that answer, you, Jeff. You stepped right up there, and I. Had, 
You know, it's like, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. Yeah, well, all your tests are negative. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you might want to see this specialist. And it's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, don't get sucked into the machine. Unless you have like a broken bone or really something serious. Diet is a lot a lot to it. And um, the, what you put in. Remember, there's that simple thing. You are what you eat, right? right? There's a lot of little things that we learned as a young kid that we've somehow forgotten. Mm-hmm. I also try not to eat hormone-based um, foods. I really do try to eat clean as much as I can. Um, try really hard to stay away from hormone-based. You know, I eat cheese and stuff like that, but that's you know, the it it morphs. I don't drink milk. I drink half and half, and I drink uh, whipping cream. So, but um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't uh, drink milk. You drink half and half. Yeah. So half and half doesn't turn into sugar, neither does whipping cream. Really? Um, but milk turns into sugar because it's been homogenized and the right. body does breaks it down differently. So um, drinking milk is just like drinking sugar. So you may as well just drink condensed milk. It's better. Now, what about like low fat or skim milk? Nope. Really? Half and half. She told you like it is. It's half and half. Half and well, half. Be, actually, well, actually, whipping cream's the first and then half and half. So when I eat my um, my cereal, which is keto... Um, and I, the, when I tell you I eat the best, I even have cookies. I have all kinds of great things, but, um, yeah, I have half and half, I eat half and half. I have my cappuccino with half and half. So I, I, can have, I can have half and half with my Cheerios. Yes. Uh, not really? cheer, not cheer, Cheerios though. They are not keto Not Cheerios. Friendly. It's gotta yeah. be, I, so there's the, I can send you tons of stuff. So Catalina Crunch. I was just about to mention my, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great go-to. There's also another one that tastes just like tricks, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but I have a ton of foods that I eat. If y'all even wanted to do one day of like what Alicia eats, and I'll put a whole table together and like do a whole hour segment on all the great things. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. We definitely should. We should do that. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of stuff that like trial and error, and then you could have people ask questions because I've, trust me. I've eaten it. I have tried. I have ordered. I have done. I have, and I can give you a thumbs up and a thumbs down. There's a lot Actually, of stuff I've eaten. Leo, that'd be a great show because you do keto as well. Yep. You know. Yep. I'm down with doing that. Um, I'd have to have a little bit of prep time. I would have to do oh, it yeah. after extravaganza and like. Yeah. Let's yeah. prep it, and um, that would be a critical thing because it for me, it's not about just cancer. It's about diabetes, it's about disease, and it's right. really getting your body in check. And we've forgotten how to eat. And yeah. I like, I stopped the other day. I got a big old slab of smoked pork that I'm gonna cut into my bacon, and I'm having bacon and eggs tomorrow morning with my keto bread, my Dave's one gram sugar bread that I love. Eat a sandwich with every day. Today I had. You know, John and I, our snack today was um, we ate Dave's bread with um, egg salad. So I ate egg salad. I mean, how cool is that? Right? That's keto, man. And then tonight I'm going to eat hamburgers with mom and dad. And we're doing keto hamburgers, which are real ground meat hamburgers. If we ever let you get off, right? (laughs) No, um, that definitely sounds like a great show. Um, I have your contact info. Do you want me to go through Brian for that? Or do you want me to contact you for that show? Yeah, you can do that. What about tequila or red wine? Step away from the wine. One, I'll give you this insight. Yes, we can do that through Brian or you can just text me. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to give this to you guys. And this is one thing I want you to think about. Wine today is not what wine was back in the day. 
Wine today has sugar added to it. Mm -hmm. And unless you're drinking a bottle that's a 50 or 60 or $100 bottle of wine, 10 to 1, it has sugar added to it. The body still breaks it down as it was sugar. So you want to drink cleaner alcohol. And I try to stay away from potato-based alcohol and anything that's a sugar-based alcohol. So I drink a vodka. So I drink a wheat, which is usually a Russian-style um excuse me, a Russian style vodka, but um, tequila would be my second choice Mm -hmm. um, because the body doesn't break it down. So vodka is your first and then uh, tequila would be your second, but make sure it's a really high grade one. Where does whiskey sit? Uh, Whiskey does break down into a sugar too, but it would, you're better to drink it straight and with nothing like just on the rocks. Okay. Me and Bill are good then, Ben. Yeah, yeah but blended whiskeys you have to watch. And rum, a high-end rum is great, but rum, as it gets diluted or as things get blended, they add sugar to it. So your flavored whiskeys, negative. Right. Flavored okay. vodkas, negative. You have to drink the pure thing. Be a, like, own up, man. Be a cowboy. <laughs> get up there. Look, I like, when I when I go to the bar and they ask me, what do you drink? I'm like, I like a double Belvedere on the rock short on ice. And they're like, you want a lime? I said, why would I mess up the vodka? The vodka tastes good. Why do you want to mess anything <laughs> right, up with? Right, right. No, see, right? I'm a vodka fan. I'm a martini fan. Yeah, and I do like a skanky martini, though. Skanky? <laughs> I was waiting. Just took you a minute. Skanky. And then I tell the bartender, they're like, skanky? What's skanky? And I'm like, you ever seen the Mississippi River? That's what skanky is. You know, I mean, Vodka straight up on the rocks. That's a bet. Yeah. Vodka on the rocks is what I typically drink short, double. You know, sometimes I'll mix a little fruit juice. No, that's bad. Juice. Because it's sugar. My God, you got to get reschooled. You know what? I think you need to give him an education before. I want you to school me. (laughs) There are some um, um, Facebook pages out there that I'm part of that I love chatting with keto and and cancer and stuff like that and trying to be a mentor. Yeah. And well, walk away from the sugar. Okay. Run. I can promise you this. Whatever you're eating, sugar feeds on. Okay, I'll give you this tidbit. So 100 years ago, guess how much an average person, not obese, an average person ate in sugar a year? Take a guess. How many pounds? 2.3. Five pounds. I was halfway there. Right. But nearly there. But no, it doesn't count. Only in atom bombs and horseshoes. So anyway. <laughs> so. So anyway. Five pounds a year is what an average person ate. A hundred years later, guess what an average non-obese person eats a year? I'm going to say probably about 30 or 40. Anybody else? 70. No, I'm not yes. even. No, no, I'm going to. I'm. I see how you're whipping on those two. I'm just, no, I'm going to be. No. Remember the show, The Price is Right? <laughs> Leo, you're over? only halfway there. It's 150 oh, wow. pounds. That's really? A, 150 pounds of sugar that an average person eats today. And that's the problem. Okay. Now, here's a question for you. My battery's almost dead. Um, but here's that a means question. His, that means his dinner's done. No, I'm at, I'm at right. 8%. No, it means um, your dinner's done. Well, yeah, probably. Um, Spit it out, Jeffrey. So you didn't say, you know, no fruit juice, like the vodka with the fruit juice. Okay. Yeah, now, what good. about real fruit? Not for cancer. Not for disease. Not, but for me, I do believe that Fruit does have, a, and I will occasionally 
have a little bit of fruit as a treat, like maybe once a week or once every two weeks, but no, I'm hardcore keto. So keto, the body turns everything. um, So what you want to do is shift your body from a sugar-burning machine to a fat-burning machine, and the fat-burning machine leans you out. And then the disease, in my opinion, starts to go away. And then once you get healthy, it's okay if you have a handful of blueberries or a handful of strawberries. I always thought that was healthy. I got to eat more fat? Yes. It's opposite of what you think. Really? What you've been taught. Wait till I go downstairs and I tell my wife, no more skim or low-fat milk, only yeah, half, horrible. And half and heavy cream. Half and half only, and and whipping cream. Okay. And monk fruit is the, the fruit of choice. I don't yeah. like Swerve because it's still alcohol-based, um, and I don't trust it 100% than I do monk fruit. Um, there's another one called breadfruit that's off of a Hawaiian islands. I'd love to just do a one-day sugar with fiber added is much better. It depends on where it comes from. But um, I would love to do a whole, like, you are what you eat thing. Okay. I have an app. Um, yeah. I scan everything. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to do that. We're yeah, we're going to have to yeah, do that. I'm looking, I'm looking right now for for this show. Anyways, for this show, uh, at the earliest is like mid-May that I can even book right now. Cool. Then then we should just put it, and then that way it'll give me time to prep. Yeah. yeah and I'll then be- you guys can have things to ask. And then hopefully you guys would have read or peruse a keto book um, so we all speak the same language. Well, that's why I have that back up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, what have you replaced uh, noodles with? Oh, my God. There's a bunch. Can you hold one second? Oh, yeah. Hold on one second. Well, I mean, you could do the... uh, um, the, the, The show? (laughs) Okay. So I'm literally at 3%. I know. We'll let her show the noodles. It doesn't sound right. Uh, but we'll, let her, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let her show the noodles, and then we'll get Leo to wrap it out because he's got another Dude. show tonight. Dude, okay, real quick. So one thing that's really great is that you can eat. I eat pimento cheese and celery and, like, all this, like, great stuff that I, like, I had the other day, dill pickle dip. You know, I scanned it, and it's an A, and I'm like, man, this is freaking rocking. You know, it's like have my little Melba toast that are keto Melba toast and I just dip and eat my fat bombs. I eat like crazy. Okay. So palmini is great, but you have to cook it a little bit longer and saute it in butter. Oh, is that the uh, shiitake? This is no, this is actually hearts of palm. Oh, nice. These are great. And then, but that one, it comes out a little crunchy. So you cook it a little bit longer, but these rock. Right here. Oh, miracle. Yeah. <laughs> and these are like, they're soft already. And this one's a spinach um, miracle noodle. Whoop, whoop, where am I? Right now, there. I love oh. spinach. Now, now the miracle like, noodle. These are soft. Now and the... they're not like crunchy. You know, the yeah. palmini is great, but it still has a little bit of a al dente, a little, a little more extreme al dente. But these other two are really super cool. Now but the... um, I could sit there and talk food all day long, keto. Oh, we will definitely yeah. set up a show We are going to definitely do that. Um, Leo has another show tonight, so we're going to get oh, yeah. wrapping up. Do you have a I have question, to go Leo? Eat mom and dad. I know, I know. Leo, did you have a question? That... Uh, no, I, well, I was just going to say the uh, the miracle noodles, that one is the shirataki, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, yep. You, you ever mess with the shirataki that, like. Uh... Oh, mushroom therapy is another thing we didn't even talk about. That's another part of adjunct therapy. Yeah, buddy. Yes. Oh, no, can't do mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no mushrooms. <Good> fun. <laughs> 
No, I can't do so, mushrooms. No. I, I I was just gonna say the miracle noodles great because they like take out the odor of the that uh share however you say it, the the shirataki, but shirataki. Yeah, but if you get it with like shirataki. yeah with the odor, oh my god, you gotta cook it like five times before it's edible. Dude, put butter <laughs> on it. You know, with keto, you can have as much butter oh, yeah. as yep. you want. Carry gold, yeah. Yeah, half and half and butter. It doesn't get any better than that. My wife is gonna hate you. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, okay. yeah. all right, guys. We'll wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank I, you, thank I, you. I, I want to thank yep. everybody for watching. Definitely uh, check the show notes down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And also, the uh, if you head on over to uh, John Schneider C bod.com and use code toking you'll get 20 percent off and uh i want to thank everybody for watching for me just google leo pond you find a bunch of stuff could be true could be not i'm not gonna say which is which but what is true i run the dorkening podcast network over 30 shows on a network a lot of awesome stuff head on over to the dorkening.com and uh alicia where do you like people interacting with you um john schneider studios uh is the best place john has an app that's uh, for free at the App Store if you download that down under John Schneider or go to johnschneiderstudios.com. It has our movies, our music. We're independent, guys. So guess what? We rely on our fans to help support us and all of our content that we do. So the money that you guys spend with us gets pushed into our content. So can't get any better than that. And I own anything that I say. How about that? Awesome. Jeffrey. Don't ever Google me. You don't want to ever Google me. <laughs> no, you don't. Because uh, most of it might be true, but I'm not going to say, you know. Uh, thank you, Alicia. Uh, that was um, awesome. It was inspiring. Um, and I look forward to the next one with the food and the cooking and, and the stuff that's like healthy Julia to eat. Child. I'm so you know? excited. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. That's yeah. going to be incredible. Absolutely incredible. And you can find us on um, uh, stilltalking.com, uh, Talking with the Dead on Facebook. Um, just look us up. Just don't Google me. You don't want to Google me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia, uh, for coming on, sharing your story. It was it was great. I was uh, I laughed a lot. That's what I wanted Good. to do. We had fun. Um, right. You know, as Jeff said, you know, stilltoking.com for us. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on there you can check out from the comics to the merchandise to the filming to these great shows that we that we have now. Um, and, and our great producer over there, you know, the eye candy. He, he, I think he was on that side. But anyways, there he is there, there, over there. Um, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can come up here and do what we do every day. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Stay safe. Peace. Bye, guys. Have a great week. You too. So come away.